The objects of this story are simple enough. <laughs> Opportunity for a formal goodbye. You once asked me how we should describe our love. If you invite a serpent into your home, perhaps you shouldn't be surprised if it bites you. Good afternoon, good morning, and all good night. Welcome, welcome. This is Sharon, and this is Iambic Poetry Podcast presents Real Poetry. I'm here once again with my two popcorn snatchers, Marvin and Auntie Vice. Say what up. Yo, what up? And today we have reviewed the movie, the 2021 film, seems independent, European as heck. The Laureate. European is act. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. <laughs> this movie here stars Tom Hughes, Di- Diana um, Irgon, Laura Handock, Free or Free, Patricia Hort, um, Hort, and Julian Glover. This movie is a biographical romantic drama written by William Nguyen, it's the movies depicts of the life of the British war poet and novelist Robert Graves. The film premiered in 2021's Moloroka Film Festival, and it won the Film Festival Award in 2021's Oxford International Film Awards, as well as Best Feature, Best, um, Best um, Director, and Best Actor. This film is technically about Graves, Robert Graves, and his marriage with Nancy Nicholson, and how they have a sleep a sleep moment of where those two are in a total disillusion of their marriage, and then they bring in a certain person named Laura Ryden from America to help spruce up or be the muse of Robert Graves, and unfortunately. They all fall in love together, but it has a certain turn to it. Thoughts, Marvin? Ah, man, this movie felt cringy. What part? Every part of it. I'm not saying polyamory or any like consensual polyamory is bad, but something about this movie felt really off to me. And the way Robert continuously chased Laura, Laura around, yes. And the way, and like, and I think Laura probably—I mean, for all I know—probably discussed with Robert and Nancy how she was. But Robert, in his own misguided way of wanting to keep her around, was willing to do whatever she wanted just to keep her around. And it, something about that felt cringy. But I thought the narratives in this the written works that they used from Robert Graves was really well done. Hmm. Auntie Vice? This is the way to do polyamory that I warn people not to do. <laughs> um, it was cringy. It's cringy as fuck. 
It's the, oh, I kind of want to fuck this girl. So I'm going to kind of pursue it, but not really talk to my wife about it. But now that she's here and living with me, we'll frame it out. We'll just both kind of put up with it. And then freaking the the third person in the throuple tries to like get their daughter to walk out the goddamn window. Like, oh, Laura. Oh, cray, 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 cray. Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. so much was not okay with her character but i think that's part of why i liked it is it was just really upsetting um (laughs) it was also beautiful it was an absolutely beautiful film to watch uh yeah it was fantastic and the use of poetry and all that i really liked it i mean but yeah you're right it's cringy as fuck because this is not the way to do politics like our marriage is falling apart. Let's bring in a third. It's like, it's right up there with our marriage is falling apart. Let's have an anchor baby. Like <laughs> you don't do that. This movie here brought in a lot of trial and tribulations to a man who's already have a lot of trials and tribulations. He's our, he's basically war torn. He basically is tormented by war. Um, by fragments of war issues that he deals he with. He up has PTSD. Oh, he has extreme PTSD. And finding out the fact that he was um, told, he was already already pointed down as being dead. They already sent a, pe- a letter to his um, from his command saying he was dead, but then I found out that he was alive. Oops. Really just, <laughs> really just like destroyed his whole character. And even the way he's explaining it to his other um, partners, other um, poetry partners, it, it just showed that he he really did not want to do anything. He really wanted to just kind of stay in his own world or stay, just try to just deal with the fact that he has PTSD and doesn't really want to work, doesn't really want to do anything from teaching and anything. And it's hurting his wife, Nancy, who's trying to help, but is taking on this burden that is not hers. She's trying to be, she's, I hate to say, as, um, as Laura put it, uh, she was trying to be the college, the college professor's wife. Yeah. And he wasn't, you know, even though he didn't really care, he liked that she was there and finding out they had a child together. That was interesting. Um, this one, this one here was interesting because the fact that they in the true story yes um he did leave um nancy for laura in spain not in england but he left her in spain she did she did come out and this is actually somewhat of a true event um unfortunately they didn't add the part about him having four children from nancy damn four yeah i felt like that would have been a lot more to like digest for this movie having the one was Enough, enough and still and still play into the, the truth that they were co-parenting mm-hmm. and even the fact that um even even um laura left uh, around um 29 nine, by 1929 1930 she left and then went back to went back to the states and found a gentleman named um jackson where she married and then Ben basically got out of poetry. So 
I don't know. I don't know if her Trump traumatic fall actually happened, but she did leave. She did leave um, Graves, and Graves went on to do his thing. Um, this movie, um, with the fact that um, Nancy died in '77, Graves died in '85, and then Wright, um, writing died in '91. So all of them had a long, a long treacherous of uh, changes and stuff. And plus, also, Graves was bisexual. Oh, yeah. He was bi as fuck. And no. nobody had tuberculosis. Can we applaud a fucking oh, yeah, poetry a film where nobody dies of tuberculosis? Or had, like, a helpful. terrible illness? What? Well, a terrible illness? Well, the illness was PTSD. That, that, you know, you're right. You're right. So technically, there was an illness involved, but that that brought in something new. Yeah, <laughs> but it wasn't. It wasn't as you know. It was PTSD. But even her, even looking at some of Laura's actions, you can kind of see her as being somewhat mentally unstable too. The whole group was. I mean, bring bringing Jeffrey Fibs in, and to wow Laura, even though. He really didn't. He really didn't understand this whole. He didn't really understand this truffle. This whole triple, three way either. He's like, okay, wait a minute. So he's married, but he's messing with you, and then you want to mess with you, and then mess with him. And he's like, I'm out. <laughs> he's like, I just wanted to be a poet. I didn't want to be freaking. I didn't want to be like you said, used as a pencil. <laughs> how, how much? Would our poetry communities thrive if people had boundaries like that? What do you mean? Instead of going, oh, yeah, let's let's screw around for, you know, you'll be my muse and I'll fuck you and I'll fuck you and I'll fuck you. If somebody would just go, no, I'm going for a healthy relationship and bounce, like when they see something fucked up. Well, Uh, I'm not trying to sound mean, but they say that (laughs) often, but then they also confuse the, like we're talking about the same community that right. often says self care, but what does not realize what self care entails. They don't mm-hmm. understand what therapy. Some to a good degree don't understand that therapy does not mean going on an open mic to spit whatever they want to spit. They right. Also, like oh no, I'm I'm completely throwing shit. Like they 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 say dumb shit and then do dumb shit. But in but in the midst of it, we also saw the fact. Or maybe even this was some of Nunez's uh, writing because he written this as you know director and stuff about the uh, his other po- the other poets of Greg of um, Graves um, other friend poets you know T S Eliot um, yeah. T um, T S Lawrence um, even even Cecum they all were kind of looking they all were known like hey. You think he's got a bone in her too? <laughs> she's well, to be I mean, a that's kind of adulthood. Adulthood is finding out everybody else like you is mentally ill. Mm-hmm. And, and everybody's bone somebody. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like if that isn't adulthood, I don't know what is. And it also surprises me that a Vietnamese man directed this somehow. Why does that surprise you? He was Vietnamese? Win? You said Nguyen. It's um, Win. New Nuvis. Uh, well, oh, I could have sworn her you said Nguyen no. like earlier. So I was like, oh, so a Vietnamese person wrote that because that Nguyen is a Vietnamese name. Yeah. 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 It's a very common Vietnamese name. It's Nunes. Yeah. Nunes. Oh, Nunes. Okay. I heard. That's different. Yeah. Okay. I heard Nguyen. 
you I could have heard you said Nguyen or something like that earlier. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, it's a Vietnamese person. Wish. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like most I do not know one single Asian director who would have gone for this one. Who <laughs> <laughs> would have said, hey, sign me up. We keep our mental illnesses and sexually charged things on the inside, and then take it out on our children. Unfortunately, <laughs> except except for poetry, the Korean film. Yes, which is yes. still one of the best ones we've seen. Yes. So he's done various TV shows and shorts. Uh, a lot of English movies, a lot of English shows. This was actually like one of his first actual motion pictures that he'd done. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, he did a, a documentary called The Conqueror. He's done several TV um, TV series, mostly you know, English TV series. And yeah, a lot of shorts. So this is this is actually his first film that he, motion picture that he actually um, written and actually directed. So and him just getting huh cool so yeah this this one here did i I will point out about his um about the scenery the 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 picture itself of showing all the um the actual house and all the outside area was pretty was pretty um scenic um Mm In in many ways, they you know the the home the whole world's in the the cottage the world's in. I was kind of confused. So did he did they live with his parents? I feel like they house? lived in like his their estate or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. like they lived like off the cottage or something. You know, like they had like a bunch of acres and then they just lived off the the path or something. Like yeah, they're like down the street or some sort. Yeah, it feels like, yeah, it kind of feels like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Even the same way with, <laughs> I still remember when T.S. Eliot <laughs> gave Laura, Laura writing. He's like, yeah, I can, you know, I can do some of your work. You can come by and read me some. <laughs> and again, if that's not like people we know already at Luna's and Shine and all that, those other places that don't do that shit already, I don't know what is. Yep. Well, it's not even just that. I know comedians have that same issue. <laughs> well, women comedians, I have to deal with a, a male comic who wants to, you know, hey, you want to back and forth, try to talk about some jokes or something? <laughs> it's like, you just want to get your, you want to get my pants, don't you? Like, yeah, I do. Is that a joke? Or no, I'm not laughing. At least they're honest <laughs> with that. Poets, poets aren't. They try to put themselves as. Why we try to put ourselves as endearing and emotionally sensitive individuals who are like we're, we're, we're such great people. It's like, mm, no, we're fucking idiots. We're, we're fucking <laughs> terrible people. Speaking of which, this was done in the, this was done. This was supposed to be set up in the 1920s. So a lot Post, of the uh, World War One. Yes. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the um trains, cars, as you saw a Model T a couple of times, mm-hmm. a lot of that. I, I mean, you like, um, Auntie Vice, you liked her gloves. What, I loved well, most of the costuming. I thought it was really pretty. Mm-hmm. They did a great job. What do you think about her, her idealism of, um, Amer- of, a, of English and American, you know, like the New York breakfast, as she pointed out? <laughs> I mean, I think they, they've captured it pretty well, and, mm-hmm. and it's I mean, in terms of getting the period stuff right, they did a good job. Even the whole, even the whole jazz Charleston type feel and stuff mm-hmm. with all the records. No, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I like that part of it a lot. Um, 
you know, like, like Marvin said, some of the, the relationship stuff was cringy, but I think that's probably the reality of it. I know way too many people who are like, I'm Polly, but I never talk about it with my partner. So who was more cringy? Was it more Robert's relationship with Laura or was it Laura's relationship with Nancy only a brief moment and then being shut off? Laura oh, no, was cringy I, all the way through. Oh, no, no. It's, I, I feel like it's completely Laura. That's just me. And I'm yeah. not trying to do the I blame the woman thing here. I'm saying flat no, out. You have to play it. No, that, she, that's how they wrote the character. Yeah. 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 They kind of they kind of well, put yeah, everything for yeah, her. In the, like, yeah, in the sense of the context of how they wrote everybody, I feel bad for Robert because he wants more out of life and he's chasing someone who can never give him time and day. I feel bad for Nancy because she essentially got her husband and co-parent stolen from her mm-hmm. and she's stuck in a rock in a hard place and in order mm-hmm. to save her marriage she agrees to it i don't think like based on how that movie made it look like and i on and what we read from real life she mm-hmm. clearly doesn't follow through with it and what was the irish uh, jeffrey jeffrey was the only sensible person in this whole film he was mm-hmm I appreciated yeah. him. But that being said, Laura is cringe. Completely Oh, cringe. Total, total cringe. Yeah. Not as cringe as Mulan, though. <laughs> and we've got it. <laughs> Why not uh, as cringe as Mulan? Nothing <laughs> is. I was just pointing out that this had, this had not only two threesomes, <laughs> but it even had someone thinking that, hey, and trying to teach a child, hey, Step off the edge. There's a stairway there. If you believe, there'll be a stairway. Man, that kid's going to grow up with so many fucking... <laughs> right! Like, just so many traumas now because of that. I think what was more traumatic was the fact that they had a they had a fight going on. Laura just looked and said, bye. Threw herself out the window. And then when she survived, she told Robert, normally there's a stairway there. Yeah. Not this time. Laura <laughs> needs some electric shock. I'm sorry. She Dude, just... It just makes sense if you don't think about it. <laughs> Why does it make sense if you don't think about it? Because you just gotta let crazy make do what they do. I mean, for, and and I was trying to. Uh, okay, so one point did Robert throw himself off too? Yeah, but at a lower. <laughs> In real uh, life, he literally went down like a floor or two lower mm-hmm. and right. off. In this movie, it looks like he just went right at it with her because apparently he's her tail. Hmm. So he wanted to go too because he thought if I lose her, then I'm not, I can't be worthy either. Mm-hmm. Wow. I was trying to figure it out because I know the doctor was saying that to Nancy, saying that he survived. But she, but Laura had, uh, you know, her spine was so good, but she had a, a, a contusion, you know, basically concussion. concussion on her face. And you see the freaking, she basically floored herself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, she, she did a headbutt with the gr- ground and wanted to see who would win in a fight and the ground mm-hmm. won. Mm-hmm. So the, so the main, so the main collection from his, um from this ordeal was called goodbye and that's and that all. So, and that was that was Robert's writing that majority of the the book can tell from. What do you think about the poetry from the first one to the last one that ended the whole movie? Well, technically, overall, it was a talk. Overall, I really liked all of his work. Okay, mm-hmm. that sense of 
nothingness and general apathy that one can only get from witnessing something completely traumatic as a war. And then mm-hmm. I think it was also his medium mm-hmm. and how he chose to go with it because he was like in the movie, he was making it very clear that he was not a fan of the modernist quote unquote. So his was clearly something more about realism, more about general sense of loss. Mm-hmm. And it shows very much in the narrations. Even when he had that point where he was conversating with Laura about, she wanted to know about the truth. And he basically gave a point about his spine tingling, something that rings your spine, something that kind of, you saw the horror in the truth. And he was like, and she was kind of concerned, like, oh, what do you think about that? When he, when, or about the, cru- the cruel moon, as he pointed out. Did you, did you pick that as being a, he says, he pointed out the moon has a face, uh, has a face you can't really tell if it's, if it's smiling, mad, or something more disturbed. He's, he's always look at the moon as a, as like a, a mass character that, has an evilness that he that keeps on showing every time he wakes up or every time at nighttime. What do you think about that? I mean, I think he's quite good. As I really like his work in general, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and I think the way they incorporated it into the film really worked to help with the narration. Okay. Yeah. So Robert, Robert Grave before the end of his life had, has accumulated 10 children. From damn, dude, yeah, use a condom. (laughs) Well, his find a hobby. Remember, his ex-wife was trying to was trying to instruct that. (laughs) Jesus, Um, get off of her. (laughs) Well, not off of Nancy. Nancy gave him four and then divorced him, and then Nancy had her. Yeah, because he wouldn't use a condom. I wouldn't. Yeah, look, I would have do smart move, Nancy. Yeah, no shit. (laughs) But Nancy, yeah, Nancy had um, Nancy's four children. That's how many she had with him. But yeah, she um, um, doesn't. It doesn't really give any information about Jeffrey um, Phibbs in the um, in later time and stuff. And I don't. But she it does talk, point out about her having no contraceptive thing, and she she trying to be really on women's you know women's rights and stuff, and how she, how demanding she was beyond being a sculptor and a painter. And um, her side of, even though she, she was disgusted, she was disgusted by how everything kind of went down with um, Laura and Robert. She still um, looked at him with a, a steam as she I remember as she ended off and walking away, said, "He's a great writer. I wish he was a good husband." So you know, it was really cool. I think the portrayal of Nancy was really cool because they made her. I mean, pretty much to, true to her real life version. She was a feminist. She was a very mm-hmm. much a modernist who wanted greater rights for women, and I thought that was so cool. And the, the juxtaposition of the English household. Mm-hmm. I love that. <laughs> yeah, was... and it's so weird to see that where they're like they we, we see how they considered. I mean, maybe this is just how the movie was like but they considered the americans to be heathens well yeah well, yeah yeah and they consider themselves godly over there but mm-hmm. then at the same time like you see in american films like they'll go Ugh, europe is just a den of lust and gluttony and all that shit 
<laughs> there is a big there is there is still a big bias issue with Americans or as they call uh, English call us Yanks. Yeah. Because <laughs> they still keep the whole war thing in, in mind. And how we still either have a passion, you know, we still have people who have a passion to want to love England. And then we have a lot, a lot of them that really don't give a we have a damn about England. So mm-hmm. we and we always fall in both ways. I mean, thing like things like the the queen or even the print you know the prince or whatever princess died when that whole thing went down you know so many people were in love with princess died which was kind of odd even though england was like yeah we really don't care but we're trying not we're trying hard to make sure you think we do it's like "Mm." (laughs) okay this movie itself won a lot of awards whereas but do you feel like this movie, the actor Tom Hughes playing playing um Robert Graves, what how do you think about his um the character <coughs> driven for him? His arc. Well you think it you think it was you think it was very it was very aloof because we've seen movies like the we've seen the movies like Bright Eyes, where they go, you know, gone back a little further with the 1800s. And then we see this movie. Is trying to still show an English setting, but with of poets, but still having their own little demons or involvements in women and stuff. And always seeing that the women is being sub, you know, either subdued or she is not. Um, they always have one woman that's a little bit more raunchy than the other one. One's a little bit too oppressed, and the other one's not. What do you think about um, Nancy's position with her with with Graves Robert Graves' family? to Laura's position with his family. You feel like they're just like how it was with, um, what's that movie? The Emily Dickinson one where she, where her, one of her friends were very outspoken where the other one was, while the rest of them were not. I mean, I think you always have that. I'm, I'm always the outspoken outside the box one in any friendship group. Really? Yeah. 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 Do you feel that way Sam and Marvel? Oh, most are you, definitely. Are you the out, outgoing that very friendship group? <laughs> of course I am. <laughs> no, but I think it's just, well, well, even then, like, the characterization of Tom Hughes playing Robert Graves, it was always going to be subdued. You always get that type of role or characterization because they always want to present the main character, the main player, the, the main artistic individual as an as an individual who was morose, tortured, and all that jazz. I like that. Morose and tortured. All right. Well, I think right now is a good time to go into our snap judgment. Snap judgment, where we basically rate the movie that we have reviewed over in increments of snaps. If this movie gets three snaps, this is the greatest thing ever. It should be moralized. I'm still wondering why the heck they call it the laureate because none of them were laureates, but that's that 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 point. If it's two snaps, it's not that bad, but it's not that good. If it's one snap, this movie should go into the same window, out the same window Laura went, and maybe find stairs. <laughs> <laughs> we go in quarter snap increments. We will close our eyes. We will count the three and throw our rating. For the laureate, one, two, three, 
Oh, Snap Jackson. We got here a two point two and a half, two and a half, and a one or one and a half. One and a half. Oh my goodness. Now I gotta figure out why, Marvin, did you give this movie one and a half? Why not the other half? I mean, I think it was great narration. I think it was a lot of the works are good. But part of the problem was this focused too much entirely on a very tumultuous time in Robert Gray's life. And I think it would have been more interesting to see something about how his life was going post-war as he's trying to find his voice again, Mm. more so than his relationship with Laura. And Auntie Vice, why'd you give it an extra half? I thought it was pretty decent movie overall really pretty i think they did a great job of character development i even liked little kid when she appeared um you know and normally a character like that would have absolutely no impact right mm-hmm. it'd just be to let you know that they have children but i mean i think the the writing the cinematography the editing the music choices all of that were real solid so this is a solid film for me yeah. And I, don't do polyamory like they do this. This is how not to do polyamory. Yeah, no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. That was that shit insane. Yeah. I get I gave this movie a two two and a half because you you know, everyone in this movie, even even the little poets in the background, all had agency. Only ones that really didn't have agency was when they went to some you know raunchy parties and stuff. But of it all, even even the introducing character of um, Jeffrey had agency, and a lot of movies like this is mostly pointed out to the wife just wandering about and not really having any kind of say, and then just looking at the you know, always keeping an eye on the um, the main character, which Robert Graves. Um, I was trying to think in my head: does this movie go through the Bechdel test? But a lot of the things did go, but what, what's wrong with Robert? What's wrong with Robert? You know, unless it was either Jeffrey, even Jeffrey was going, what's wrong with Robert? <laughs> well, this is really about them. So, yeah, it doesn't quite apply in the same way. Yes. Um, also, Robert, Robert Graves was a captain in the military, in the British military. So, with, this, with that being in mind, it's a 2.5, 2.5, 2.5, two, two and a half, two and a half. And a one and a half. This movie gets a 6.5 out of nine. That's not bad. Very decent. I think if you haven't seen this movie, you should go check this out. It might not be all polyamorous, but it might give you a little bit of three-way action. <laughs> I am do it the way they do it. <laughs> the way they do it. Go to the meetings. Go to the meetings. <laughs> <laughs> We have social media. Marvin, what will be your social media they can find you at? Yeah, you can find me on IG at StarvinMarvin09. Auntie Vice? You can catch me at Auntie Vice on most social media, AuntieVice.com, and catch me this weekend at International Miss Leather and Boot Black. I'll be teaching. Uh, tickets are online and info is online. Crazy. You can find me on I am Big Z. That is I A M. Z. Oh, my bad. I-A-M-B, as in boy, I-C-Z-I-N-E. You can also catch me on our next episode, where we will probably go into something even more different. I'm right now looking between Tolkien 
or guys like poems. That's the next one we're looking into, folks. And I just want to let y'all know, we will do these now. We will now do the reviews bi-weekly. So was in between, we'll have a poet or uh, artist in interview, and we'll have their reviews every bi-weekly. So keep a lock here. If you want to know about real poetry, write us. Tell us what you think about these movies that we've seen, because I know a lot of people that think that poetry movies aren't real. There's only been three or four, right? There's a lot of them. Uh huh. What? And we're gonna watch all of them, or majority. We're not gonna get all of them. There's still some we can't get to. I'm looking at you, Hala. Apple TV sponsor us, and we'll review the ones on your platform. They took it off. Did they really? That's the upsetting. <laughs> that was like the coolest. That would have been like that. that I feel mm-hmm. like that would have been right up there with 40 year old version, just mm-hmm. because it's a little kid riding a skateboard and she's just throwing some dope shit around. This, this, this is the reason why we still need Hollywood video back in life or even Blockbuster. They killed it all. Thank okay. you, freaking Redbox and all of you Netflixers. I mean, we can move to Alaska for some Blockbuster action. Actually, Anchorage. actually, that one's closed too. No. The yes, one don't, yep. That oh, one closed. That one closed in 2005. The only one was left in was in Ben's, Oregon, and that ben. right now is Bent, Oregon, and that one right now is on the brink. I'm about to go to Oregon just to get myself a Blockbuster membership just for the novelty of it. You better run because right now, since the COVID thing, that probably not been around no more. Oh God, that's upsetting. <laughs> go watch the documentaries, Gavin. All right, everyone, take care of yourselves. Have a happy New Year, because I mean, happy Easter, because we did this on Easter time to watch this crazy movie. Go get your eggs, folks. We did. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>